Okay, so we're starting chapter 7 now. Okay, so part 4, chapter 7. Um, so this is uh, just kind of first a little bit of an overview that Ramchal gives us. Is that um, there's fluctuations within time. Uh, not every day is the same. Um, different uh, you know, some days have certain kedusha others um, have more okay. the, 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 the mitzvahs of the days right so different days have different levels of kedusha so uh, they're going to have certain things that we're going to be doing not prayers prayers where you dealt with right Right, so basically we're going to say, like, if you, I think you even spoke about this, if you shake Lula of an Esrog on Sukkot, you can only tap into the Kedusha of that mitzvah on that day. That's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. Okay, so that's uh, what, what he opens up with, that's Os Aleph. Os base is, fundamentally, Olam um, Hazeh is, uh, is profane, meaning we are in a world... Okay, so we discussed earlier, Olamazeh is fundamentally a challenge, right? We're in a profane world, we're in a world that is um, physical, we're striving to connect to spiritual, there's a, there's a dichotomy, we're pulled downwards, we, we, we want to face upwards. Now, that, like he explained, that in that lies a tremendous uh, potential for making a huge Kiddush Hashem, and ultimately that'll be like our greatest merit is that we, unlike the angels who, you know, they, they serve Hashem where, where it's easy. That's, there's no challenge in that. But to serve Hashem in the physical world, that's the, so to speak, that's the, you know, the warriors going out and conquering quote-unquote foreign territory. I don't mean to make any allusions to Ukraine, <laughs> yeah. um, that is not the case over there. Um, but um, right, so um, that, that again, obviously, not that Hashem uh, needs that, but uh, that there's anything beyond His control. But uh, the, there's this realm that appears to be disconnected from Hashem, and we reconnected as the big schos. That's everything we spoke about before. Okay. However. Everyone needs a little bit of a chizik, right? It's a, a, too much um, battle and uh, tiredness, etc. Not enough rejuvenation, so then uh, you're not going to be able to do it. So, so Hashem built in certain boosts, certain lift-me-ups, right? And obviously, um, only Hashem's infinite can know how often to do those. So here we're talking about the Kedusha of Shabbos is the first thing that we're talking about. So the entire world is built on this principle of a seven-day cycle where there's six days of profane and then um, the seventh day of, of holy, right, where we get a, an ascent. Um, and in fact... He says that this is so, I mean, the Chazal point out that uh, it says, Sheishis Yavim Asa Hashem as a Shemar, Sheishis Yavim, 
Right? Now it doesn't say Bishesh's Yamim within six days Hashem created the world. It says Sheshis Yamim. He made the world six days. Six days he made the world. Means the, the and on the seventh day he rested. Means that's what Hashem made. Hashem made that the, it is a world of six days of work and one day of rest. Uh, and um, and in fact, says the Ramchal, though deeply coded in our reality that even the entire grand history of humanity also follows the same principle of 6,000 years of toil and the seventh thousand years is um, of rest. Okay? Oh, that, that's the connection. There's a, there, there's a connection between that and uh, 6,000? Like 6,000 six years of work? Yeah. 1,000 years of rest. Right, but I'm saying like in terms of the Mashiach's supposed to come in 6,000, so like a six is... Uh, okay. Yep. Right now we're holding by Erev Shabbos. This is where you're like, you know, the last last 200 years of the 6,000, right? That's the... Of the sixth day, we're in the afternoon. Past, past the Plaga Mincha already. Right? That's it. You could already be with Kabbalah Shabbos. Ready to go. Right? Fortunately, you know, some of us are still quickly mopping up the floor and setting up the candles and things, right? So and Maybe we could take it Shabbos early. Yeah, you could. Great. So that, that would be, that would be Tosefes. That would be, that would be the coming of Mashiach. If this is the... Um Good question. Good question. So the truth is, the Rav explains that there's two different levels of the coming of Mashiach. It appears to be a machlekes Rav and Shmuel in the Gemara. Whether Yemosu Mashiach are miraculous or not miraculous. Yeah? So Shmuel says, "Ain." Uh, there's no difference between Yemosu Mashiach and these days now, <coughs> except for Shivud Malchus Bilvad. Just instead of the, you know, a bunch of evil people ruling the world, like we see today, right? Yeah. Half of the world is, half of the world is ruled by men that are explicitly evil, and the other half is being ruled by men that are. Yeah. Uh, in a hidden, in a hidden way, evil in a hidden way, right? Um, but uh, certainly, or or misguided, at least, or misguided, or senile, or you know, something like that, right? So, um, but uh, the uh, so, so so if Mashiach were to come, so that, that you know, it's, it's the same type of thing. We're still in Sheshis May, six days of of uh, toil. But um, but in a it, but things are good in a positive way in a, in a way that facilitates people to bring the best in people as opposed to uh, suppressing that. That's what Shmuel says. Rav says no 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 it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be miraculous. The the lion will lie with the sheep and etc. It's, it's gonna be a whole different reality. So Rav Tzadik explains that that. Uh, that they're not fundamentally arguing. They're talking about two different periods of coming of Mashiach. One is talking about 
the Mashiach could have come as early as back in the days of uh, Rabbi Akiva, as we know, Bar Kaziva, the false one, that right? he could have been Mashiach if he didn't become haughty, right? Um, so that was all the way back then, uh, right at the very beginning of the 2000 years. Um, whereas by now, it's been so long already, now um, this is going to usher in a totally different, you know, this, this is going to be like already a Tosefa Shabbos, uh, you know, like, uh, already kind of um, something may no you know, where, where nature begins to change. So that's, uh, that's the difference between the two types of periods of Mashiach, and basically we didn't get any of that other one. <laughs> Let's say because of our because of our transgressions, we we had to spend the entire time of it. Yeah. Are still um, yeah, in Shibu Malkins. Okay, so um, but so back to here. So so you see how deeply uh, you know coded the, the this pattern. Of six and then seven is into the into the world that every week operates this way, and even on a grand scale, that's what the whole thing looks like. Um, the morale explains that that's really the source for this is the fact that we um, exist in a three-dimensional world, and a three-dimensional world is a six-directional world. Say dimension, what you mean is say up and down is a dimension, right? But that means there's two directions. Down there's up, and you know uh, horizontal is a dimension this way, right? But it's again that's just but there's right and there's left, and you know there's the third dimension would be depth, right? So that's uh, there's forward and there's back. So that's six sides. So three dimensions is, is six sides. The six sides, and there's the the heart of it, the, the the center of it, the the premius of it. That's the seventh. That's the Shabbos. Right? So that's how, if you think about it, can you fathom a world which is not three dimensional? We can't think in non three dimensional terms even. Right? The, the whole world is built in a, a three dimensions. You look at like a comic book or something. Yeah, it's two so it, it's it's not actually two dimensional, right? Nothing is actually there's nothing there's nothing actually two dimensional. Right? Uh, that exists has to have all three dimensions, right? Even even a you know what they call um, a you know two dimensional like, like um, what's it called um, thing that everyone's crazy about right now the graphene. Right, yes. Oh, graphing. Philip knows. No, come on. Never heard of graphing. Where have you been? It's the uh, best thing since pl- since plastic. Right. It's a uh, what? Oh, Shh. look at that. Hey. Yeah. So this guy, this guy knows, right? He's, um, so anyway, so it, it's supposed to be it's a two-dimensional material, but it's not actually two-dimensional. It's three-dimensional. It just. Um, very very thin, one molecule thick. That's what it means. Right, still. 
Yeah. What's being made out of it? Supposedly everything. Theoretically, if, if they can make it in high enough quality, it's a thousand times stronger than steel. So you could be wearing like a a t-shirt like he was wearing and it'll be bulletproof. That's like Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway. So that's the strength of it. What? You're saying it's the strength of it. No, but, but, but I'm saying, yeah, they're, they're, but, but, but the point is, we are getting into how it does that, but the point is, so they call it a two-dimensional material, but it's not actually two-dimensional. Everything, the, uh, everything in this world is three-dimensional. Because okay, even a molecule also has a thickness to it. Right, right. Thickness of a molecule, but but a thickness it is. Right. So it all has six sides. Has everything has. Yeah, yeah, everything. Has. Thing is the depth of your imagination. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's where we go when we're reading the comic. Right? That's, right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Fine. So. Um, Okay. Unless Batman jumps off the page. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. He doesn't even need to anymore. We can all be Batman. Yeah, right, so, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um... Okay. Yeah, right. So now you're going to say... Now you're going to say... Okay, but it's one out of seven. You know, it's a pretty low ratio. You know, we... Spending six days in in the profane, one day in the holy. It's probably, it's probably close to the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact page number. Yeah. Um, so. But isn't it scary getting close to this six thousand right now? Be a f- there's some fear there, isn't there? There, there is some fear. And yes. there's some be some people that are going to be wishing that they <laughs> didn't make it. Didn't make it, or they want to. Yeah. They'll be, let's see, how will they be? If they're born in 6,900 or 5,900, they're going to say, gosh, like, why couldn't I wait 50 years to be born? Yep, that's true. We're coming up, it's maybe that's why the world is so out of control right now. We're getting close to that. 100%. It's a big... Yeah, we always, yeah, it's like one of these things. You can't believe it until it happens. But, right. but when it happens... <laughs> Oof, I can barely take what's going on now. Yeah, that's true. But the good news is that it's right. going to be a better place. Yeah, a better place. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so again, but we're thinking. Wait, it's only six days. It's 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 only one day of a holy and six days of profane. So how can that one day help us in any meaningful way against the six that are that are profane? So he says, but remember something: the seventh day is the last one. Right, and therefore, what it does is it brings them all up with it, right? I mean, you get six days of preparation of doing right. You work, uh, you make food, and then you prepare, and then you eat the food on Shabbos. So then it turns out that all the six days are elevated together on the seventh day from the previous week, from the week building up to Shabbos. I feel like I've read. I don't know if it's the same exact thing. Kitzur Shulchanarach says that if you, if, if it's good to be able to do like a cheshbon and nefesh on a daily, do it on a daily basis on erev Shabbos, like sure. elevates all the other days. That because beca- that's why. Because yeah. that's where you know that's where they're all going to go up, right? So you want to. Uh, 
microcosm, you know, uh, this is a microcosm of entering into Olam Abba. So before you go into Olam Abba, you want to probably do a little bit of tshuva. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like to think and say at home that, you know, it, it's, it's more important. I mean, we should clean the house. But if we clean the house, how much more so that we should clean the, the inner house? Right? It's, yeah, uh, it's the building up, right? Yeah, it's, it's the build up, right? So it's, it's everything is going to go up. Okay. So, and that way, all the days of a person's life become Kaddish. That's, that's the tremendous power in um, now he says over here, Hashem only gave it to us, not not to the other nations of the world, which which is, you know, famous question that all the Mephorshim ask is if it's uh, being that Shabbos is a commemoration for the Meisubrachos, for the creation of the world, and everyone participated, everyone benefits from the creation of the world, right? The, if, if not for not for the creation of the world, no one will be around. Now, Hashem did command the 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 non-Jewish nations, right? The, the seven mitzvahs, but they know, right? So, nothing about those that don't listen. Let's talk about righteous Gentiles, right? Righteous Gentiles who who are going to do the mitzvahs that Hashem gives them. So, wouldn't it make sense to get them Shabbos? Yeah. So, um, yeah, because they benefit from it as well. Shabbos is a, is a, is a commemoration of the creation of the world, right? So, uh, right? They, they also, they're, they're also here. Yeah. First of all, notice that in Kiddush we say that Shabbos is a Zecher le. Uh, well, uh, Yitzias Mitzrayim. Yitzias Mitzrayim, exactly. So no, no, they didn't have a Yitzias Mitzrayim, right? So that so now the question is, in what way is Shabbos Zecher Yitzias Mitzrayim? Shabbos, we're talking about Hashem creating the world. In what way is it Zecher Yitzias Mitzrayim? From uh, physical to spiritual. I don't know what you mean by that, but but uh, so the, the, I'll tell you what the morale says. Yeah, the morale says that in order to be someone they can, as we're about to discuss, elevate, ascend out of physicality, right, into a state of spirituality. Maybe that's what Yosef is saying, right? A person has to be someone who has left the time. I mean, Egypt is the embodiment, is the symbolism, is the it was the place of physicality. Right, the place is called Mitzrayim, Sar. It's a narrow place. It's all just physicality, no spirituality allowed. Right, just lowest level of physicality. That's there. Right, anything beyond that, no, no, no. We're gonna shrink it down. This is all you have. Right. So, the Kalasar left that. We left physicality. We called Ivrim. We spoke about this before. Right? We crossed over to the other side. We transcended. We went beyond. Therefore, we're capable of. Stopping, resting, ascending. If you think about it, is there a physical anything um, in this world? Anything physical in this world is always in a state. Is is always doing the same thing all seven days. It's always in the same state of flux. Plants grow constantly. They 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 die and they grow. Con- I mean, always turnover. Always. 
genesis and, 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 and decay. Right? Animals, same thing. Constantly growing, constantly decaying. You, you always got to eat. It's always on the move, always, always going, right? The sun, the moon, the stars, everything is always going, always moving, always changing. That's the nature of physicality, right? Never rests. Whereas, spirituality is in a state of rest. If you think about it, let's take... When we say spirituality, some people think of something you know, spooky or whatever, but uh, uh, really, it, it means something that's abstract. Spiritual means non-physical, something that's abstract. What can we think of? What, what do... What do what's an example of something that we can very easily take that is completely abstract well, for example 1 plus 1 equals 2 that's abstract right? uh, where, where is it? where is 1 plus 1 equals 2? where is it located? how big is it? Right? It's, it's a concept right? now that concept is unchanging it's the same concept today as it was a thousand years ago Right? Absolutely static. <coughs> Transcends time. Time is a measure of change. As all time is. Right? As Einstein showed us, right? Not that we needed this proof, but we see it. Um, so, time is a measure of change. Something that is above time is above change. Means, so, so, that's, so, the concept of rest is tapping into a transcendence. That's why it's not relevant. That's why it's a matana. It's a gift only for the Jewish people. Not for anyone else. Because you have to be capable of transcendence. For that, you have to be someone who loves Mitzrayim. Okay? Fine. Oz Gimel. They, did they observe Shabbos or not? No. Who's they? No, sorry, Jewish people. While they're Jewish. in Mitzrayim. While we're in Mitzrayim? Yeah. Um, we we at some point Moshe Moshe got us the got us the uh, privilege that we didn't have to work on Shabbos. So the, is that because it was early, already a kernel? Remember, it was like in potential because we were we, even while in Egypt we were still the children of Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Yeah. We weren't yet Klal Israel, right? So we weren't yet Mechui. We weren't yet commanded by Hashem in the full blown Shmir Shabbos. But we also weren't plain old Goyim. We were the children of Avram, Isaac, and Yaakov. So, I mean, whatever. so we had in potential something. Before mm-hmm. we, we were resting, it wasn't the rest of Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos but it was already tapping into something. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, is, okay. I don't want to delve too much into Pesach, but okay. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, okay, so... And that's what you know, leads us straight into Oz Gimel, segues into Oz Gimel, which is that that's what we do on Shabbos, is we rest from involvement in physicality. Involvement in physicality is, um, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the big challenges of life, is involvement in physicality. Right? You have to be involved, like we spoke about, like he spoke in, uh, back in the beginning of the Sefer, that a person has to be involved. First of all, just because of the fact that I have physical needs, 
besides that, because I need to uh, earn a living, I need to be able to you know, support my family, right? I need to be able to eat, to clothe, to housing, what? Participate in the whole process. So I have to participate in the entire, so I have to be involved with physicality. And yet, it, it, it's, it's extremely um, challenging to be connected to spirituality while doing that, okay? So, therefore, on Shabbos, is a day where we separate. Okay, now how much do we separate? So, the person would say, maybe, okay, maybe you just literally uh, don't do anything. You sit and meditate the entire day, right? So that's, first of all, it's impossible, um, right? Uh, and and uh, it's, it's not even necessarily desirable, right? Because it will take away from your own Shabbos, etc. So rather what? Rather, uh, Hashem showed us that the... We rest from creative work, not from activities, but from creative work, right? Because it's really creative work that uh, that 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 when you transform the physical world is where you is where you have to really immerse yourself into it. Simply. Simply, you know, moving a box of tissues from, you know, over here uh, along the table—that's—that's not—that's not, uh, that, that's not uh, something that engrosses a person on a spiritual level as well. In order to um, do a creative act, one has to involve his neshama, okay, the physical world. That's how that's how creative acts work. So, involving the neshama in the physical world on Shabbos—that's. That's uh, that. That would be pretty devastating, right? So what? What do we define as creative work? So it's the analog. It's the analogous activities of what Hashem did in the creation of the world. Now, how do we know what Hashem did in the creation of the world? So Hashem gave us a the mitzvah of creating the Mishkan, as we're working on right now. Right, in all these parshas, we're talking about the, crea- the, the building of the Mishkan, the making of the Mishkan, the making of the vessels, the garments, etc. That correlates to Hashem's creation of the world. The Mishkan is a miniature version of the world, which is, uh, has all the same parallel features that the, the, the world has. Three parallel worlds, breeds here, I see it. Three parts to the Mishkan, the Shakadoshim, the Kodesh, and the Chatzar, etc. So we look at uh, which activities, which creative activities were involved in the creation of the Mishkan, 39 creative acts, and those are the acts that we need to stay away from on Shabbos so as to not be involved in, uh, overly involved in, in this world. Okay. Is the Mishkan is the is uh, symbolic, or it's a how, how do you how would you phrase that? Is it symbolic of the so, creation of the world. Oh or? yeah, sure you could, but okay. it's a, I, I said microcosm. Microcosm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so we're so we're we're gonna rest from that. So that's one, but that's only good. So that's Shamar. What about Zachar? What about the positive of what we're going to do on Shabbos, right? So where does the positive of what we're going to do on Shabbos come from? I mean, we just said, in order to be able to be spiritual, you have to not get pulled down, right? Okay, so I'm not getting pulled down anymore, I'm not doing malacha. Okay, but where is spirituality going to So I have to tap into that extra kedusha that's available, right? So 
that is going to come from Zohar, right? The Mitzvah of Zohar, remembering Shabbos um, and giving honor to Shabbos. Those are all ways for us to connect to it. So that would be the Onik Shabbos, Kavod Shabbos, Kiddush Havdallah. That, that's, those are Bechinus of Zahira Shabbos. What's that? Not Kiddush Club. Kiddush, not Kiddush Club, no, no. We have to wait until Davin, not Kiddush Club. One has to wait until after Davin to start drinking. Okay? First you serve Hashem, then you serve yourself. Okay. Have a cup of coffee. Even that is not so partial to have after Shachar is before Musa. Right, right, before Kodesh, uh, right, at least. Before Shachar. Yeah. 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 So, not before? What's that? Not before you're saying? Not, not after Not after Kodesh, right? Not right. after Shmonas, right? Not after. Right. right. Yeah. Until Kiddush. Right. Which is after Musaf. Right. <laughs> Just to uh, yeah. clarify. <laughs> In case there was any confusion. Come to a Teresami. We'll show you. We'll, we'll, there's, no, that's, uh, there's no confusion here. Everyone knows what Kiddush happens after you finish serving Hashem. That's easy. It's, uh, you don't get Have you been tearing yet? Um, I have in the past. Yeah. But not during Kiddush. Um, yeah, it's a whole different. It's a whole yeah, different remember, yeah. yeah, come do. Come. It was here at one point. Maybe we'll show you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So. Um, <laughs> Okay, fine. So that's uh, that's um, that's Dalid. As you can tell, we are moving over here because they're kind of the, the Ramchal is not going into details. I'm adding a lot more details than what he says. Okay, so so now what about other days, right? So besides Shabbos, really quickly, sure. I don't want to, we don't have to get into it too deeply. Remembering is almost like doing physical things, right? Oh, yeah. oh the, so so the oneg is is is, uh, is more of a covered Shabbos, I think he says. Yeah, it's a, more, it's a covered Shabbos, but zechira uh, Shabbos in general, zachor remembering. Yeah. Is a very deep concept. I mean, uh, in the Svarim Akdoshim, it's literally what we would call nowadays. You know, there's there's terms. There's there's decent. There's some decent English terms. They're not. Zahira doesn't have a great translation to English, right? So we we tend to think of Zahira as remembering, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. What's his phone number again? Oh, right, yeah, that's the phone number, right? So I got, I remember. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, right? But um, obviously, when we, one of the three major avodus that's happening in Rosh Hashanah is Yusha. The three things that we do in Rosh Hashanah, Malchias is one. Shofros is three. Zichronos, right? Malchia, Zichronos, and Shofros, right? Okay. So, what that, that means to remember? 
but we're worried that Hashem uh, forgot, he has a bad memory. Bringing Hashem to prominence? It means reconnecting. Reconnecting? Okay. Okay, it means being connected. Okay, so to a certain that's probably a better translation. Okay? So, when you, when you define it like that, so then you understand what the mitzvah of Zachar Shabbat Shabbos Lekad show. That's how you Mekadish the Shabbos is by connecting. Right. So the okay. So the potential with oneg or what were the other? So the co- so the so the covet that we give to the Shabbos, mm-hmm. that's that's a, the, that is a that is a that, that does help in uh, in the in the myth to to connect. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so the other day, so that's uh, Os Hey, yeah. So the, it's not only Shabbos, but Hashem gave us um, other periodic opportunities, and uh, you know, uh, along the calendar, right? Along the calendar, along the cycle of the calendar, um, other opportunities to go up. Now they're all lower than Shabbos. Shabbos is the greatest uh, spiritual up from all the other days, which is which is, I think, foreign to us. It's it's foreign. It's it's, it's difficult as well because Shabbos comes every week, right? It's hard harder to get really excited about something that happens every week. Much easier to get really excited about something that happens once a year, right? Um, and it's also doesn't seem it seems like there's you know, that, that, that there's some really, really transformative things that happen on, on, on some of the other days, you know, we're about to talk about Yom Kippur coming, that's the next thing he's going to go into, right, so let's say Yom Kippur, right, I mean, that's, it's a, uh, it can change a person's entire life, right, um, so how do you, how exactly do you relate to that, so the truth is, again, not, don't want to get too deep into it, just because it's not exactly our topic, but um, the, you can ask the guys that are learning Arvi Psachim, but even they just finished the sugya of Neshama Yaseira, so the extra soul that a person gets, which the Rabbah himself will discuss, on Shabbos and Yom Tov is different. It's different in that on Shabbos you get this huge blast, you get this huge Neshama, uh, extra you know, enlargement of your Neshama, but Moti Shabbos it leaves. Whereas on, on Yom Tovim, it may be smaller, but it stays. That's the, or at least it could stay. And that's why it can be so transformative, and we even feel it more so. So Shabbos is the greatest level of kedusha, but it's harder. To, it's harder to feel it, yeah, and to walk away from it, a changed man, because you do avdala, and it departs, and it departs so abruptly and so hard, so much that there's a mitzvah of besamim to smell fragrant herbs in order to try to revive yourself from the tremendous loss that you just went through. Whereas Motsi Yom Tov, there's no Besama. In the Abdullah of Motsi Yom Tov, there's no Besama. 
because you could keep your neshama so that's why even though it's a lower level but it, to a certain extent it can be more Shabbos is like you get to come into the palace and like hang out and then you go back home Yom Tov is you actually improve your house and then you get to keep those improvements yeah. so that was a little bit of a aside just because otherwise you walk away you know like feeling um, that what we learn here it's like is that really true because I see people like you know, preparing for like a month before Yom Kippur like every studying and preparing and like you know really as Shabbos is not as much we don't see not not to say that we shouldn't prepare for Shabbos and not to say that we shouldn't invest in it right and, and you, a person could benefit tremendously from such things but, there, but there's also even though the Yom Tovim are a lower level but there's something that they have unique that Shabbos doesn't have which is that you get to keep it okay so about the Yom Tov. Um, so there's an entire spectrum and they also have different levels of Kedusha and again here the Rambam is talking about levels of Kedusha not he's not addressing necessarily how impactful something can be on the person or how much we need that particular thing yeah um, which won't not necessarily have thing for example so he says after Shabbos next level down is very next thing after Shabbos in level of Kedusha is anybody come on straight for call you skipped Yom Tov just went straight to call Moed oh right yeah well, right because Yom Tov is can stay I was just forgetting that it could, because it could stay but it's no forget about stay or not stay Cholomoyed is lower than Cholomoyed yeah, yeah, yeah. is the I, intermediary days I was assuming that it was higher because it could stay but it's not as high as Shabbos I forgot we said that Shabbos is the highest Shabbos is the highest yeah, after yeah. Shabbos is what? so it's a Yom Tov then yes yes now which which of the Yom Tovim? Uh, right Yom Kippur yeah there you go right. Yom Kippur is the highest right? right and how can we tell because uh, the abstention from work Yom Kippur also is a full abstention from work. Mm-hmm. Unlike the other Yom Tovim, which have a permissibility of Ochel Nefesh, things that one needs for, for to make food. You're allowed to be involved in the in, in food preparation process, and therefore in carrying items from one domain to another, because that's a, and, and lighting a fire, uh, transferring a fire, because those are all related to food making. Okay, you need to be able to bring the stuff, make a fire, uh, or at least enlarge your fire, let's say, and cook your food. Right? That's, so all so those are permissible on Yom Tovim, they're not permissible on Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is closer to Shabbos in that regard of a greater level of rest. Now, Yom Kippur does not have the same level of severity. Shabbos is the highest level of severity. If a person violates Shabbos in front of two witnesses that warned him not to do it, and he did it anyway, so that would be punishable um, by stoning, right? Whereas Yom Kippur is uh, is kares, spiritual excision, but there's no there's no stoning, right? So it's a lower punishment. Um, 
Yom Tovim, the other Yom Tovim, are yet lower, like we just described, that Ochel Nefesh, therefore Hamsah and Havara are permissible, and the punishment is lower, right? The, there's not a chorus, it's, it's a laugh um, on, on, on Yom Tovim, right? And then, after Yom Tovim, comes what? Maybe Cholamoid. Comes Cholamoid, right? After Cholamoid comes... The like what? Purim Hanukkah. Purim Hanukkah, the good. Except there's one above those. Interesting, this is, this, is a, this is a surprise. Most people would not think about it. I'll give you a hint. So those are straight Durabonos. Purim and Hanukkah are straight Durabonos, right? Okay. Now, um, so what about Cholamoid? Let's take a step back. What about Cholamoid makes it so special? So first of all, there is some prohibition of work. Yeah? Uh, that's one. And what else? What else do we see? Prohibition of work. And then there's something else. Is the Musafin. There's extra carbonos that are brought in. There's Musafin. Right? And therefore, we have extra prayers. Commensurate with those Musafin. Right? Now, wh- what other days of the year, there's one more, 12 or sometimes 13 oh, of them. Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh. has a Muslim. It has an extra uh, Kiddusha. Right? It has extra carbon that's brought. Extra Kiddusha. We have an extra Tila. Right? Um, and, in fact, the Ramchal brings over here the Minhag mentioned by mentioned uh, Rashi in McGill, I believe, actually, that women have, uh, in certain communities, women have a minhag not to work on Rosh Chodesh, not to do Malach on Rosh Chodesh. So that's uh, also a certain level of abstention, um, or certain Malachas. Okay, so that is... And then, and then after those, after that is the, is the, the Rabbonans, which, although the rabbis established that there should be uh, uh, a, cer- a certain dinam, for example, in Purim we have a Yom Tov meal, I mean, there's, there's a dinam of Yom Tov as far as the cover the Yom, the honor of the day. You have a Yom Tov meal, you dress, celebratory, the, the happiness, etc., but not the prohibitions of the day. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a full-blown Yom Tov in that regard. Um, and Hanukkah, you don't have the meal. But, like I said before, on the other hand, we see how huge these days are, Purim and Hanukkah, for us, where we are, how much we need them, etc. So, it's not not exactly to be correlated with, you know, um, the Ramchal is focusing exclusively on level of Kiddushin. Right? There's other aspects as well that uh, may carry you know, something could be I don't know maybe a lot less expensive but maybe if you need it a lot you know, depending on who you are where you are you you, know, you might benefit from this more you know um, but, okay but, but as far as the Kedusha that's the progression okay so now The, the, the concept of, and uh, I want to take a minute. Oh, wait, we are over time. Okay, we're going to have to come back and discuss. Uh, the, okay, so we're, we're going to pick up at Osvov. Okay.